0: All right, now just remember, from this point on, we are sophisticated, educated, successful career. Do you have some sort of businesswoman special? You know, some places have like a lunch special. We don't have anything like that. Hello, friends and fans of Businesswoman Special. It's uh, Heather Terman here. I sincerely apologize about the... Many, many months that there was no new businesswoman special episodes. I was incredibly busy and going through a lot of different transitions, got married and then went on the road a little bit and moved and all sorts of different things. And now in Hollywood, as they say, it's pilot season, so that always means it's busy. Uh, But I decided to get everything back on track. I had many episodes planned that I was waiting to record and release and this is one of them i'm very 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 excited to be back out there with this this is an episode completely dedicated to politics and i talked to a uh... fellow entertainer who got her degree in um uh, political science and has you know worked in dc so it's very very interesting we talk about the election we talk about uh... who who we plan to vote for so uh... you know no uh, hate mail after after this episode. But anyway, I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you enjoy too, hope you enjoy to hope you enjoy this episode of Businesswoman Special with Julianne Simmits. Thank you so much. All right, hello. Um, I'm here with uh, Julianne Simmits. Do I do I say it correctly? Yeah, you got it. Okay. And you are a stand-up comic, a writer. Uh, you host a fantastic show here in Los Angeles called Bad News right? It's at the Acme Theater?
1: Yes. I don't host it, but uh, I'm executive producer, writer, head bitch in charge. Head bitch. I love it.
0: (laughs) Um, Because this is businesswoman special. So like, I got to have the head bitch. Um, Explain the show. Let's let's talk about the show first.
1: Sure. Uh, So Bad News Live is an irreverent political, indie political comedy show uh, that we do every last Saturday of the month uh, at Acme Comedy Theater on La Brea. And um, it's not just stand-up. So we, we do have a, like a stand, featured stand-up comedian every month. Um, but then we also have a panel of four comics kind of riffing on trending topics and news and politics and current events. Which is cool because it's funny. Sort of right. infotainment, educational, but always trying to bring it back to funny. Right. So it's like, it's like a more
0: light-hearted bill maher kind of
1: well i would say like politically incorrect more so than real time okay um or i also say like if um like chelsea lately had a baby with tough crowd with colin quinn (laughs) okay an ugly baby but (laughs) what we that's where we are and we also show like a sketch usually political sketch topical kind of social commentary thing um uh we play a game with the panel so, like, one of our games is Emoji Didn't, where they kind of guess, like, the, the phrase by a bunch of emojis. Oh, I love that. That's so fun. Yeah, so it's fun. It's, like, interactive. We like to get the crowd involved. Um, and then we do, like, a kind of our new rules segment, speaking of Bill Maher, is called Bad News Good News. So it's sort of the tag, the outro on every show. Okay. It's, like, an hour and a half show. It's really fun. Totally different than anything else went on, uh, as far as I know, in the L.A. comedy scene. Good. Season, so. I love it. Yeah. People should come check it out. It's free. We're crazy. And it's um, the next show is the twenty seventh Saturday. So next Saturday, next Saturday. So yes, this will post before then. So, okay, perfect. Yeah. So come Saturday, out, please. The 27th, free, 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 free fun. at Acme
0: Comedy Theater in Hollywood, not in North Hollywood.
1: Exactly on La Brea, La Brea, and first. Yeah, one thirty-five um, at North La Brea. And
0: it's a super cool venue, and so people should definitely come. Yeah, uh, please. Yeah, you should uh, do please you th- clap. <laughs> do you um, do you think about uh, <laughs> like taking that show? Is the goal to like you know kind of grassroots it, like start it live. I mean, do you ever want to think about pitching it to Just for Laughs or or anything like that, like festival circuit, or do you just want to keep it okay?
1: Well, we actually just uh, uh, sent in an application to Bridgetown. Hell yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. So we're excited about that. I mean, we should hear back within the next week or so um, if we're in the festival. But yeah, I'd love to take it around sort of different places. I think it'd be cool to do a show back in D.C. where I used to live because people are uh, smarter there. Sorry, Los Angeles. <laughs> and they actually give a shit. Sorry, Los Angeles. Totally. Well, sorry, not sorry, though. But like, really sorry, not yeah. sorry, yeah. I think there are places that would be like even more receptive to it, like DC, like Chicago, like Boston. Even other... Silicon
0: Valley. Sil- oh, yeah. Silicon that's Valley, a great, great idea. San um, Francisco. Yeah. Totally. Way more
1: into politics than LA. Lately. You
0: know? Yes. I mean, ever since, I mean, this yeah, the Smarty Pants people moved there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, uh, okay, so, which, this is so exciting because this is an episode in particular that I wanted to talk to you about politics because um, so much of your stand-up is, I don't want to just say current event, it's not current events driven, because your jokes are to- are topical in the sense that they cover current um political people and themes and celebrities, but they're also things that you can, you don't have to throw it out after you say it. It's not like a weekly thing, like your jokes, you know what I mean, or
1: they are... Uh, Hopefully last longer They're than fluid, that. they're fluid, yeah, yeah sure. because it's
0: you know what I mean, um, it's commentary on a lot of things that are happening, and so Sure. Uh, but there's some The setup might
1: change. Setup, yes, right. But I can always, usually, kind of.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Sneak my way back into the material, and it's um (laughs) and keep it fresh too. You keep it fresh, yeah. But
0: there's definitely political undertones, and that's what I mean. It's fresh. It's it's very it's current, but it's also uh, timeless. Like, oh my god. Like timeless. You know oh, what I mean? So sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like the things you I I just even remember like Kardashian jokes. I, I this was the first thing I remember talking to you about. I was right. like God, everyone in there, Kardashian jokes. But then you did it and I was just like, and that's the Kardashian joke, and that's oh, why that's so everyone sweet. else should just shut up. Do you know what I mean? Oh that's <laughs> so much. That's great. Yeah. Um because there is a time there's a reason that people are drawn to certain news stories and certain people and I just think sometimes it's a little overdone. You even had a you had a punch about Bill Cosby recently, but it's the punchline to a completely different, you know, uh, what's the word? Setup. It's like a completely different idea, and then you just kind of sneak him in there, and I'm like, that's perfect. You're not being like, oh, the Cosby sweat. You know what I mean? Like, right. So you're you just know, so you hear creative. Some,
1: if you're out at mics enough, which I yeah. know you are, you're doing shows enough, you just sort of start to hear the same kinds of, like, hack, uh themes starting to develop sort of organically or whatever and you know it's important to me to it was really important to me like you mentioned I have a joke about um Caitlyn Jenner Mm -hmm. it was really important for me when I wrote that joke that Caitlyn Jenner wasn't actually the punchline. exactly of really any of those jokes except the part where I'm like uh her killing someone on pch right but like the really the rest of that whole bit is sort of making fun of, of everything but Caitlyn. Yeah,
0: exactly. Which is exactly why it's good, because people jump to the transgender thing, they jump to the trans issue, and right. want to make jokes about uh, chicks with dicks or whatever the fuck they want right. to make jokes about. That's you know, it's like irrelevant, ignorant, and hacky and easy and a disguised dick joke. Basically, you're disguising yeah. a dick joke because someone's transgender, and also
1: you're using someone's like really in, intensely personal potentially painful life to... Really difficult coming out. To make a shitty dick joke. Yeah. Like, do better. Do better. It drives me crazy when people are like, oh, political correctness is killing comedy. I'm like, well... Political correctness is killing lazy comedy.
0: <laughs> I love really. that lazy
1: comedy. Yeah, I mean, I may, you know, you can you can still talk about all the things that you want to talk about. Just do better. Do better. I agree. I love than that. Than using Caitlyn Jenner's like story as a punchline for your dumb dick joke. Yeah. Yeah. Do better.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: but then it's also that. I have to like walk the line sometimes between I'm like, am I doing a TED talk? Am I doing a TED <laughs> talk? Like I don't want to do that either. You know of what course. I mean? I don't want to like beat people over the head with it. So I try to keep talk about. And we do this with the show too. I try to talk about smart stuff stupidly and stupid stuff smartly.
0: Yes, that's that. I love that.
1: Uh, fuck, that's my like my new motive. That's like the best motivational phrase I've ever heard in my life. Because you want it to be accessible to people. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, this person's talking at me and they're yes talking down to me or wh- whatever. You, know, you want to put pedantic. it into terms that they like. Can John like, Fugel sing is yeah. a comic
0: I love, and okay. I think he always puts political stuff in he wraps it in a bow so that everybody gets it right you know what I mean and so that's
1: sort of where I'm gonna how you trying to go
0: yeah trying to get I think you do do that you're just you're uh fiercely intelligent and you can tell that now this brings me um when you were saying that when you said the thing about uh smart topics dumbly and dumb topics smartly um did you did you get your degree in journalism or your
1: what was your no. well, tell me tell me this
0: because I I feel like I don't know this part Yeah. I feel like I do but I don't know
1: I went to school knowing exactly what I wanted to do which was political science okay I don't even know that I really knew exactly what that meant at the time but like for some reason just in, viscerally like knew that's what I wanted to do like I remember filling out my applications and just like without a question and you know a lot of people don't go into school sort of having a clear idea so I went into school like full force studying poli sci and then um you know for me politics was sort of one of the ways to answer like my questions about the world right so I think there's sort of like three so for me it's like politics economics and religion mm-hmm. are sort of the three things that I see that shape the world and like understanding things through that lens can give you a different perspective on sort of how, where other people are coming from absolutely or just like how the how the events of the world unfold um so then I also so I started studying religious studies as well so okay. I double majored poli-sci religious studies and I said fuck it I'm terrible at math somebody else can handle economics <laughs> I, they get somebody else more qualified than I can, uh, can do that so I ended up studying those two things and just sort of Yeah, I I think I was just drawn I'm drawn to like those bigger questions of like why. Right. And and I
0: love how you said that when you understand those things or when you look at it through those lenses, you can understand somebody else's position differently. Yeah. You know, like yeah. When I look at I mean it's it's sometimes it's it's so black and white. Like sometimes you see somebody who is um Incredibly privileged, who, but they worked their way up there. And so they think, oh, everyone can just work as hard as I sure. do. And it's not always that way. So you understand... Why I understand why somebody gets that perspective because they were given nothing and they worked their ass off and got something, right? But they were never, you know, maybe they never faced a disease or faced hardship that k- keeps kicking other people down. So, no matter how hard they try to work, right? Or not maybe able they were born to. with a
1: penis and white yeah. skin. And,
0: <laughs> well, that happens you know. all the time, too. Exactly, <laughs> It's crazy. Um,
1: but yeah, no, it's, you I know, think it's, it's important to try to see the world out of outside, you know, outside of your own perspective and yes. be. Um, cognizant of like why your perspective is your perspective. Yeah. I think it's healthy to sort of check yourself. Check yourself. Not even like check your pri- I mean, yeah, I guess check your check your self-privilege. We're both your- white chicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we right. gotta check ourselves all the There's a bunch of white chicks giving us a bad name
0: sometimes. You know, yeah, what I, mean? no, I agree. But then I don't want to hate on women because we can't afford another woman to hate on another woman. Do you know what I mean? Like right. so I'm just like let's let's find out why a lot of you know, white chicks, you know, are getting the stereotype that you know, like you know, do. You know what I mean? Like they use that Am I a voice? And everybody makes fun of them. Right. And it's becoming this thing. And I'm like, let's find the root of that. And the root is
1: they think guys want them to do that. Oh, I think so. You know, and yeah. so, and I think sometimes some guys do, and it's gross. And it's I very just gross. Don't, I don't fuck with that. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Like my roommate, my roommate Chelsea. She's another. She's a comic, black woman. And she was like, we were, she was saying something yesterday about white people, and she's like, you know I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but then it, it's, it's true. And, you know, so, Madeleine Albright or whatever said recently, and this is in the context of Hillary, but there's a special place in hell for women that don't have right. other women. But I really do believe that. And I, I do, too. I don't think we should be wasting our energy. Um, or our privilege or whatever as white women's just sort of squandering it about, I think we should be reaching I back agree. and then uplifting. Other, you know, I try, again, try to be cognizant of all the opportunities I've been given that I might not have been otherwise. And I try to let that inform my worldview instead of just trying to set up a world that's going on to continue to benefit yeah. people that look like, people that are me. Right, you know what I right, mean? right. You know, although I have a vested interest in that, I also believe I have a vested interest in... Like, uh, I, th- I think the world's a more interesting place when you can sort of celebrate our differences. Oh, I know absolutely. That like such a corny. Like- As a
0: white person, <laughs> I'm always grasping. I'm just like, I feel like I'm constantly tr- reaching for culture. Like, I want it because, you know, I come from the Midwest where we don't have, you know, our culture was Applebee's and Olive Garden. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Right. Like, so it's like nothing. Like, right. so whitewashed. Like, I. Love, like in high school, I dated somebody who was uh, Middle Eastern and I just became obsessed with the food and you know the different you have a joke ways about that, they, that I do. Right? Yes, yes I do. do have a joke <laughs> about, about that man, <laughs> man, uh, that guy. Um, and then you know, I'm married to a Mexican Italian. Oh, okay. so I get you know what I mean? Like, she I have a big family, yes, yes, on both sides. That's so, fine. yes, it's very fun and it's a combination of you know the fantastic grandma with the New York accent who's like, are you coming to bake cookies? And then there's, like, the other side of the family that's like, get in here and help us make the tamales. Yeah, person. right. So uh, I, I thrive on that. I love experiencing other culture. Sure. Especially because I feel like I was missing that, you know? Well,
1: I, I've sort of come at it from a similar place of, like, I'm adopted, so I don't know what I am. And so I think to me, like, I mean, obviously I look like a white woman. Sure, yeah. But, like, I also, you know... I don't know. I think that sort of has shaped absolutely my engagement with other cultures in a way. Because I really don't know what I am. So I don't have any kind of like well, so you don't have hometown any... team. Like well, I don't then, have any. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have
0: any pre, um, you know, like no bias. No, you're, you're kind not biased. Of, I'm like, 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 oh, I'm I not going to just like anything, this because this. So yeah. You're like, maybe that's free. who I am. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that. So, um, okay. So you were, which first of all, you mentioned that uh, Madeline Albright thing. And it made me so angry that that was shown in such a negative light it really kind of got twisted it by did in the media or whoever because she has said that she's that's like a, a thing she said has said for years right and because she said that everyone assumes like oh like screw her we don't have to vote for Hillary just because we're women like she wasn't necessarily saying that. She's repeating this phrase that she said since the original feminist movement. You know what I mean? Like... Right.
1: Yeah. Is that even... I don't even know, you know who that quote is attributable to. Is it a Madeline I it was her. original? I thought it
0: was a Madel- okay. Madeline Okay. I think she well, then, said yeah, it. that
1: quote's been around forever, idiots. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't
0: know. And I think she first said it at something... They showed the history thing on it, and I believe it was her, and it was in uh, Japan or uh, China at one point, and she said it. But anyway, so...
1: Yeah, I just think that the sexism has really been ratcheted up, and I've never actually seen, like, Democrats, we were talking about this a little bit on the way over here, like, Democrats sort of going at each other the way they're going at each other right now. It's it's troubling. It's a little problematic for me, and people say, you know, s- sexism has is not part of the equation, but I call bullshit. It's,
0: it's And what's sad about it, I call bullshit too, and what's crazy about it is it's, So inherent that people don't even understand it. Or they don't understand they're doing it. Right. But when... Because I I did post one thing about... I just... I told you I was fighting, you know... I'm really fighting every day to not post long journal entries about politics on Facebook. But that's why I wanted to talk to you. Because I'm like, I can say it all. And if you're a fan, you can listen. And if you fucking disagree, then don't ever talk to me. That's fine. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, I did post one thing that Access Hollywood was on. And first of all, I don't even usually watch that crap but my dogs in uh, in Your the afternoon they dogs enjoy it they well they bark all the time <laughs> and so i don't pay for cable so i get like one channel oh, got so it. it's white noise in the background i'm on my computer and i'm i like happen to look up and they're talking about hillary clinton and they decide to talk about the length of her blazers they're like what's with this like the length of her blazers and i'm like why are you doing this like why are you are you going to talk about the the um the thinness of bernie sanders' tie like no nobody's going to talk about any of that and they don't even get that it's that she's she's subject to these discussions because she's a woman that right. she, you know, she's a victim of all of this pre, you know, the thoughts that, that every generation has about the, fact that the way it's a woman even should like,
1: be uh, on the radar or something to discuss. exactly
0: exactly. It's, I've never heard them discuss how a president, except for, oh, JFK is so good looking. Well, right. Or Barack Obama's black. But no, other than that. my
1: partner plays devil's advocate okay. a lot with me. He's actually the host of the show that I was telling you about. But he's like, for example, at the last, not... I guess it's probably still the last debate. It was it the last debate where she had on that, like, crazy yellow... Yeah. ...like thing, which I actually thought was pretty fabulous and I hers. liked it. I thought it was, like, and somebody badass. was like, it's,
0: it was the last thing left at Chico's. That's what people were saying. <laughs> which <laughs> I can just, appreciate like, hilarious. It's hilarious. It's funny. Yeah. it's
1: funny. But what she's supposed to do. But go ahead. Okay. Right. But he was basically like... He's like, if, if Bernie Sanders came out there in, like, a yellow tie, even, we would totally talk about it. I'm like, I guess so,
0: but... I mean... I guess so because it wouldn't wouldn't be the traditional red tie that they seem right. to always red wear. Red or blue. Red, red or, or blue. blue. Right. But
1: power and peace. That's what that's all about.
0: Okay, I see. But y- yeah, you know what? It, it, it is just that thing that um, we shouldn't. It shouldn't be on a radar to talk about. Well, I mean, it's just like who cares? I know.
1: At least, you know, Hillary's hair has not gotten the most attention in this life. I know, exactly, thank a, God. It's kind of thank a mitzvah God. that Trump's hair is so awful. It is. Because that used to be, like, the big topic The big Hillary, topic was like, her hair.
0: Right. And a few years, when she was Secretary of State, she'd grown it out, and it looked really great. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, oh, maybe Hills will uh, will run with the longer hair next time. And I, I, in my head, I was thinking, what an interesting experiment to see how she does with longer hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but she cut it again. Because, you know what, look at there's a great comic in LA who has a great bit about her. Um, so I'm going to just say it right now. Nina Manny has this fantastic joke about Hillary Clinton and it's about women in general. And she just mentions Hillary where she talks about, um, you know, like women who, who are super in shape, like, you know what I mean? She's just like, look, I don't want my po- female politicians to be... She's like, Hillary doesn't have time to go to the gym. You know what I mean? Right. Like, she's like, Hillary let doesn't have... Let the women have candles at peace. Yeah, let them fucking like. be, use their brain. Let them spend time doing... You know what I mean? She's like... Uh, and she basically does that whole idea because... So, yeah, maybe it's easier It's easier for her to do the short... Well, have we ever p- talked about p- p- Mitch McConnell's,
1: like, level of fitness or, like... N- no, no, no one cares. It's not even a topic that's on the fucking menu. Exactly, exactly. So, I'm just like, next. Yeah, next. next. I love it.
0: Um, so let me ask you this: Do you mind saying what your um, opinions are on on the Bernie Hills debate? Who you're voting? Do you, do? You, uh, are you cool disclosing yeah, no, that? Totally. Do it. Yeah.
1: Well, so it's complicated for me. It mm-hmm. really is, truly. And I have me like, too. I oh, feel the same way. I can't wait to hear you. Go ahead. <laughs> because I really do like. Okay, so a couple months ago, because I was always like a fan of Hillary's, and mm-hmm. I, full disclosure, I did not actually support her in 2008. Sure. Um, well, who I doesn't would've... love Barack Obama? Right. He, I just felt like he was like the right person for the job at the time. And it just like, I was, yes, I was early on board the Obama train, Train. like 2007. I was like canvassing for him in DC telling little old black ladies, (laughs) I've never heard of Barack Obama, who Barack Obama was and be like, no, really? Yeah. You know? So I was on the Obama train in 2008. Bernie Sanders entering the race was interesting and in the beginning of it sort of when he announced I took this quiz online that was like I did that too which one you support yes. I did that right and so I'd be curious to hear what your results were but my end were like 98% values in line with sort of Sanders and his positions uh-huh. and like 88% in line with Hillary and okay. her position mine
0: was 98 and 97 oh interesting literally 1% wow
1: so go ahead So well, so that was sort of like okay wait let me give this guy a chance and mm-hmm. I do really love Almost everything that Absolutely. he's saying. And like, valu- like I said, values wise, like we're on the same page for sure. And I will not say a bad word about Bernie Sanders. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I-, I think, yes. I think the revolution that he's calling for, like America's, quite frankly, too lazy for it. Yeah. Like, sad, sad but true. Yeah, I just... and it's too divided, I think. Yeah, sometimes like divisions like this make. Things right for a revolution, but I think we're just so compl- complacent. Yes, as citizens, yeah. Like in our what that means and like what our sort of duties are as citizens in terms of civic and political engagement and educating ourselves and being involved in the process more than once every four years yeah. when you cast a vote. Like there's more to civic responsibility than uh, I think the average American sort of is interested in or exercises and so for the sort of things that i think that bernie could maybe even deliver in reality it would require an electorate that uh is engaged in a completely different way than i think ours is yeah absolutely so it's nothing to it's nothing to disparage any of his positions or that they could even maybe happen yeah um i it's i put it back on us yeah no
0: i i agree i like that
1: um, but in terms of why I support Hillary, not just why I don't support, them. right, Bernie, and uh, honestly, this is like the most undecided I've been because it's an hard to because it's not that you
0: again it's not that you don't right. support him, right? It's that you don't believe in your fellow uh, people who aren't who aren't engaged, and a lot would fall on the people to well, actually and I've been in DC stand and spend up. Spend time. I yeah. understand like how
1: how the system really works. Yeah, do you know what I mean. No, I, I do know what you mean, and. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. No, as much as I would... As much as I wanted to. Yeah. I don't necessarily see him being able to go in there and do the thing. And is that a reason not to vote for him? Maybe it's a stupid reason. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't think it is stupid
0: because um, cause I, I'm... I am- Literally, completely parallel with every single thing you're saying. Like, like I said, I was a 98, and I was 98 percent Bernie, 97 percent Hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton has since changed the one position, and it was oil drilling. Right, has changed the one position. Um, Now, the thing is, is that I really, what bothers me when you said the thing about the civic responsibility of people. they don't even know what her positions are on things, and this is what bothers me. Right, they just I, hate her. They just and they just, don't, and know, they don't why. know why. And right. um, I'll just say out loud that we both like did the quotes. Yes, they don't know why. Yeah, air quotes. Like. <clears throat> Because when you look up her position, she has been fighting for universal health care since the goddamn, for 20, 30, you know, whatever years. She has um, been a proponent of a lot of these things. And yes, the banks are corrupt. Yes, um, everything Bernie Sanders says, nobody wants the 1%. But the way that, the way that my mind, you know, to, to be that rich and while well, everybody else is down here. But Hillary locked in the election for me when at one of the um, debates... Because everything Bernie says, I'm like, I love you. You're so adorable. And he's so adorable. I don't want him to lose. But at the same time, I believe in her. And the reason is, is because she said, look, I am a capitalist. I like capitalism, but it's not a perfect system. It's got to check itself every couple of years. And that for me was like, yes, thank you. Because we've seen the rest of the world, right? Socialism isn't perfect. Communism isn't perfect. Any any other fucking political system, none of them are perfect. Right. There's always going to be somebody. This, you know, we had set up this class system. Everything has now gotten fucked. Let's check it. Let's get it back to where it should be. Unchecked free
1: market capitalism isn't necessarily a great
0: thing. It's not a great thing, and that's so. When she said it's got to check itself, that's what it's got to be. You got to give the breaks to the middle class, and you've got to tax the, you know, people more. And uh, I, people who make ridiculous sums of money, and there's a lot of issues at hand. I, I love that Bernie talks about corporate, um, how bullshit corporate America is. I hate that, you know, that the way that we're actually
1: run by corporations and, um, you know, that they buy all their fucking... Right. Yeah. Well, here's another reason why, like, uh, as much as I love everything Bernie says, Sanders says about that... Um, the only way to stop that... Exactly. That's, I'm like, how is he going to stop a corrupt system? Right. I'm like, A, always like, I go back to, with what Congress, mm-hmm. sir? Yes, exactly. With you, what Congress? Ruled by the fucking The one that Obama's have Yeah. Here? Like, is it obstructionist, garbage, people, freaking Congress. No, that's not going to happen. Again, it goes back to people, average people, you, me, our neighbors, that guy over there, like, giving a shit, being diligent, and being invested in things like overturning Citizens United. like yes. That is going to take a constitutional amendment, most likely. Yeah. That is going to take engagement from regular people. So, for all of the promises Bernie's making about getting money out of the political system, it's and not like he Street, just... Let, yeah. right, it's not like he gets an office and that is like you, you flip the switch and it's over. There still are things that need to happen for that to it, become exactly. reality.
0: Because how many people in that Congress have a sh- have made a shit ton of money themselves on Wall Street? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like have been bought out by certain corporations or to certain votes. Or have donors. Or who votes. have, you know, yeah, you know. Um, connection. Yeah, of course. So I mean. it's, it's literally, and that's, that's, so when she had said that, I was just like, yes, because you know what? I, I have been, I was born, I grew up very privileged, very privileged, probably spoiled even. I have now seen to the point of $80 in my bank account and I have nothing else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, on top of oh, thousands I of ponds of thousands. I know, right? <laughs> and then thousands of dollars in debt. Like, right. And literally, like, um, I literally had to go to Dollar Tree um, and buy a can of Spanish rice and beans because I had $3 in my checking account. So I bought a can of each and ate that for two days. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been there. And so, to have... You know, seen, I feel like, not, I haven't, of course, seen everything, but, you know, like I've certainly faced discrimination. I've seen the other side and I've seen both things. And, like, I do believe that, I do think, I do believe selfishness is the core root of a lot of issues in this country. And I don't, I love when Bernie talks about that. But I also know that, you know, like, it's just like, you can't just, you can't just come in and say, uh, you're going to pay 32% taxes if you make 250,000 or more a year because that's a third you know then these people are going to be making 100 grand a year and they're going to be like holy shit and people are going to be pissed do you know what I mean cuz that's a, a it's a it sounds like a big number you know and and so that was his health care plan 32% and then if you make 10 million or more it's 57% right. which um yeah 10 million or more 57% they they make a lot of money, but also you're telling somebody you're going to be losing half your money.
1: Yeah, right. So, it's still, it's mean, crazy. It's still like less than some of the tax rates under um, beloved Republican presidents even. I know,
0: right? And isn't that crazy?
1: <laughs> that I mean, that's one of the biggest... But don't let facts get in the way of how you feel, you know? I just want to go back to one thing that yeah, you said. Yeah, go ahead. You know, Please. we both did the air Please. quotes. It's yeah. like, oh, we just don't know what it is about. We just don't like her. You know, there's just something I can't put my finger on. Right. Well, it's her vagina. Heard, yeah, it's kind of her vagina. Uh, no, I mean, I heard a lot of the same things from people about Barack. Yeah, back into the. I I just don't know what it is about him. And well, they, I can yeah. tell you, you're a racist probably, and you don't get it. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I I do think there is some sort of comparison there. There's a big there's a
0: big thing. It's li- it, it's there's definitely a comparison there, and. Uh, and p- they, people just assume she's a giant liar. And that is always my biggest thing. She's a politician. Thing. Of she's, course she's exactly. a giant liar. They're all like, giant liars. I'm like, that's, that's what they have to what they do. That's they get paid to do. They get. That's what they have to do. They have to be swayed toward the
1: popular. Right. What's going I know get them that the nobody votes. wants to hear that. And, but that is It's, it's the really, fucking truth. It's yeah. just the truth. At the end of the day, all of these people are really... Have to be focused on 50 plus 1. 50 yeah. plus 1. How do I get to 50 plus 1? How do I get to yep. And, you know... It's, sometimes you have to do things that are not uh, palatable. And if
0: somebody's giving you donations, you're going to just take the fucking donations. Do you know what I mean? Like the
1: Wall Street thing and like... Um, well, I'll tell you. I'll give you an example. Okay. I used to work for an environmental organization here in California, um, who shall remain nameless. But uh, So we were a political organization that got people elected to the state assembly and the state legislature and the governor's office and stuff like that. Now, would we have donors that were perhaps... uh, We would not take oil money. We had certain... We we drew the line somewhere. (laughs) But we would take money from other public utilities, Mm -hmm. maybe like the gas company or whatever. And we would take their money and we would still fight their positions uh, in the legislature. And did they love it? And did they sometimes lean on us to do otherwise? Sure. But at the end of the day we had integrity. Yeah. And that's what it comes I think, down to. I think it's not I think it's not fair to assume that she has zero integrity. Exactly. About you know? sort of that. I mean I know it can be done. Sure. Do people get bought and sold every day? And even if
0: they that is their intention though. If that if because it's a it's a subtle it's a you know when you slide somebody a donation in politics it's a it's a wink it's a bribe it's a quiet vi- bribe you're not saying anything but you're like well they she knows that I gave this much money. So hopefully she'll go in our direction but like they, that's what, what they, want. Exactly. Right. they won't exactly they won't always they want to buy in the yeah. But exactly so you can always like that's just how it works. You get money from it's the same thing in the oh, So we're in the entertainment industry, right? Right. Let's think about that. Let's think about the fact that um, well, so and so We're gonna buy this script or we're a production company or we're a management house and we have a production end. We're going to produce this movie. So, of course, we're going to cast this person because they're in-house. so that we make money on our own goddamn project. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, and then it comes down to it. And what do they do? They send the Hollywood Foreign Press a bunch of money. Vote for... Because uh, look at Ricky Gervais made that great joke where he said that, like, the, the people pretend they didn't buy their fucking... Golden
1: Globe. Right. And everyone's like, oh shit, because they it's, know. It's sort that, of like. It's the, the same shit. The, the well known secret, right? Yeah. That you, of how things actually work. How right? they
0: actually work. People send lavish um, donations to the Hollywood Foreign Press. Right. And they fucking are then swayed to hopefully vote for, uh, you know, go in a certain direction. Um, of course. And so it, it just works that way in Hollywood. And not always. There are those upsets and everyone's like, what? And yeah. it's because they said, there's no question this person needs to win you know right um so yeah I, I, I believe she has integrity and I believe the way that a woman works is a woman <laughs> nods and says yeah sure uh-huh 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 and then when and then does what the fuck she wants do you know what I mean right. like she's basically like yeah sure get out of my face like just you know puts on a nice smile tells everybody what they want to hear and then turns around and stands on a pedestal and says, fuck you, fuck you,
1: fuck you, and does what she wants. That's what well, a woman does. you know what's really driving me crazy are the people that are like, I'm going to stay at home this election if Bernie is not the nominee. And I'm like, well, how grown up an adult of you. How grown up an adult of you. I exactly. mean, I didn't get my way, so I'm going to stay at home.
0: <laughs> I mean. You sound like a Donald Trump supporter anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Like I being mean, a baby about losing. And
1: also, congratulations. No vote is a vote for Trump. So Yeah, exactly. Good job. Yep. Stay at home. Uh, also, you know, here's the thing, like, I think it's really interesting that Bernie is sort of super popular with the slice of the electorate that actually never comes out to vote. I know. And Hillary is super popular with, like, 65 and older. Yeah, I know. Who are the reliable... Voters. Turn out, yeah, they will turn out, like, well, because it, time. Because it
0: matters, Real big issues matter for them in the sense of Medicare matters, mm-hmm. like, Social Security matters. A lot of stuff matters, and even if they aren't even up on all the votes, um, or I mean, up on all the issues, they show up. They show up, and and yeah, and it is what it is. I don't know. It's I'm I'm happy you mentioned the thing earlier about how it's up to us. It's up to everybody. On a small level, we,
1: we right do little things to inform yourself to participate. Yeah. Write a letter to your uh, congressperson. Yeah. Write a letter to your city councilor. Be more vigilant because, honestly, those things do matter. Like I said, when I worked at advocacy organizations, you know, we would get outspent every time by big oil. I mean, we're in California, for Christ's sake, mm-hmm. so by big oil, by companies that want to f- continue fracking the shit out of California. Outspent every time, and we would still win because yeah. we had people, actual real people, citizens of California, that gave a shit enough to take five seconds to pick up a phone and make a phone call to their legislator to write a letter, to write an email. Mm-hmm. And I know that some of those things don't feel like they're necessarily doing anything, but they do. They, they really do. do. Because unless your elected officials hear from you, they don't feel that sense of accountability to, or even know how you feel about things, exactly. right? They're not psychics. They're yeah. They're regular people that... And they might think, like, oh, apparently people want this, but, you know, they don't. In the absence of your voice and your engagement with those people, don't fucking complain about all the shitty things that they do or don't do. Yeah. It's on you, too. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, Exactly. And which I want to get into um, your history and all of that as well. But um, you had me at something that I wanted to converse about, build on, oh, um, you know, it's like when when you say that that people don't think that it makes a difference, um, but then you look at something like, or or earlier I was just talking about the podcast serial, right? Yes. Or making a murderer, right? Yeah. When you look at something like that... And then you see what the power of people causing and like being like, oh my gosh, does. And these are these are murder cases. Right. How about you take have that if you even <laughs> exactly. cared, even just that much about you know, like look what happened in Michigan when people weren't paying attention and they just passed that law that fucking butt sex is illegal. Like that's right. where I'm from, Michigan. Like oh, I am, you are. I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um and so <laughs> I just am so disgusted. Because here's the biggest thing that bothers me all the time is that Republicans, quote unquote, want smaller government. Um, yet you want to control what people do in their bedrooms. I'm sorry, that sounds pretty goddamn big government. You know what I mean? They want yeah. what women do to their bodies. That sounds a little... That's the opposite. You're a fucking hypocrite. You don't even get that you're a goddamn hypocrite. You know what right, I mean? Oh, right. I want, Govern- I want abortion. I small
1: it can fit in my uterus. Exactly. Like what? like, what? come on.
0: You want small... You want small government, but then... It, like, their issues are always back. It's always they tied want, up around sex. Yeah, it I'm is. Always, always tied, tied up, up around, around sex. Well, they use it because they're, um, usually... I mean, they use it because it... They they can tie it to religion, and that's how they get the religious vote. The religious vote, and then if, if and by getting those people, you think to yourself, okay, we're going to use abortion to defund Planned Parenthood because we're going to get this demographic that you know believes that it's evil to do it, and really what we're doing is we're defunding Planned Parenthood because yay, less money that the government's putting out to services. It's all about money. It all comes down to fucking money. You know what I mean? And um, they do a. a what was I going to say? Anyway, yeah, like that. Like, it, they're always backwards. They're always hypocrites. It's no abortion, you know, pro-life. But then they're like, give them the death penalty. You know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah, because it's not very consistent to me. It's not consistent. Or, like, it's not consistent to me to be like, have these babies and then take away food stamps for people that really need them. Like, you can't have it both ways. I don't, I don't think it's fair. They've sort of captured this term of pro-life, but like. You're pro-life in utero, and the second a person pops out, you're like, you're on your own. Yes, yes. What? That what? doesn't make sense. It's not consistent to me. And, you know, I would like to think that people are smarter than that. The electorate is smarter than that, and they won't get sucked into,
0: yeah, into that. Yeah, I hope so. I do hope so. Um, There's too much at stake. There really is too really so much at stake. There really is, especially like now.
1: Donald Trump. What? I can't believe it. I can't even believe it. He's not even, even saying it. anything. He has like 60 delegates right now, and Cruz has like 10. He's the next in line with number of... De- Cr- it's going to be... Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. And I can't fucking wait My mind for Hillary is blown. to run... I hope circles so. ...circles around so. him so hard. Whoever wins the...
0: Like if Bernie Whoever, takes Hillary... Bernie. Yeah, whichever one. I mean, I hope it, I really do think uh, a woman needs to get her ass in there, but... I do love Bernie, and if, and you know what, if he does get in there, whichever one gets the nominee, I'm going to rally so hard, everything right. I do, there's not even a question there's not in a my question mind, that we cannot So have. everyone
1: that's like, I'm going to see all those Bernie supporters that are going to stay home, because mm-hmm. if Hillary is the nominee, mm-hmm. think about having a President Trump for the next eight years, and what that means, and a Republican-controlled Senate and Congress, like, what is that, what everything we mean? just sort of <laughs> made in terms of progress, it's like, we're going to roll it all back. Roll it all so back. So, have your t- temper tantrum now, but get over it by the time November comes, please, because yes. it's literally too much is at stake for for that nonsense.
0: Yeah, all of it, all every single thing is fueled by such on the Republican side. My um so god, I like don't want to be too specific with details since this <laughs> is going to be public, right. but somebody that I know <laughs> uh is super super Republican, right? Okay. Super far right Republican, and there's some um, there's some kind of relation involved, so I can't got to be you know what I mean. Yes. So I got to keep my mouth shut. But they're uh, super super Republican, and you know, then they call up, then they ask my wife for advice. My wife's a social worker, so they ask my wife. They say so-and-so is struggling with this. Do you know of any um, free services we can get for, like, do you know of any free addiction services? That's right. what it was, addiction services. And it's like, do you even understand that you vote against that all the damn time? Now you fucking want it? Like, you don't get to pick and choose when it's convenient well, it for goes, you. Well, it
1: goes back to what we were talking about before, which is empathy and seeing the world from places yes. other than from where you stand personally. Yeah. Um, and then when it does sort of affect them... Then, yeah, oh, my God, where are the resources for XYZ, you know, mental health or, you know. Mental health is a huge okay. one. You yeah, know? or drug abuse or whatever, mm-hmm. and not that that's unrelated, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, where are the resources for this and why can't anyone help me? Well, you just voted against it for the last 20 years. Yeah, so for the last 20 years, so
0: congratulations. Now exactly. there isn't any. And they're probably, and in order to start it up and get something like that, it's going to take some time, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, So, okay, so you've worked for advocacy groups, you, um, let's, sorry, we did spout off on specific politics, but um, for these last 20 minutes, let's get into Julianne, because you sound so smart, so I'm sure people listening will love you, and I want to be like, what the fuck? So you, are you
1: from D.C.? I actually, that's just sort of like the narrative I use for stand-up, because it's easiest, Uh but um, I was born and raised outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Allentown-ish, like the Billy Joel song from back okay, in the day. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, so that's sort of where I was born and raised. I went to college in Pennsylvania, graduated, and I had done an internship when I was in college in DC. Okay, um, as part of my poli sci major, and so um, actually for the Human Rights Campaign. Oh, cool! Yeah, okay. that was my very HRC. first HRC. Yeah, HRC, which also stands for, for Hillary, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Clinton. How could they not endorse her? I it's know, like kind of a little too perfect. Uh, but anyway, so that was like my first gig in politics, and I sort of caught what you know they call Potomac fever. And I basically graduated and went right back down to D.C. and started working for a range of progressive uh, political causes. I never worked on the Hill, yeah, per se, because my daddy's not rich and uh, <laughs> didn't didn't buy a spot for me. No, I, it, you know, the uh, people that work on the Hill, it's it's a different world. Mm-hmm. But sort of from where I was, I was looking at sort of changing the system, um, kind of from the outside, I guess, the NGO side of things. So you know, I worked at the Human Rights Campaign. I worked at Norman Lear's organization, People for the American Way, uh, back in two thousand four. Oh wow! So that election cycle. So like the
0: John Kerry election cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God,
1: that was a sad one. That was yeah, it was rough. That was really uh, sad. Who nobody could get excited about John Kerry. You just I know. Couldn't. It was sort I know. of like. Oh. But it was
0: sad because. I just I, I just couldn't fathom that people wanted to have Bush again. I couldn't believe it. I, was I couldn't like, believe it either. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't care who was running. And I knew, I know they couldn't That was exciting. the anyone but
1: Bush election. Yeah.
0: And it was him again. Yeah. Fucking
1: him again. I, I remember... Well, and, and to John, and John Kerry's defense, I mean... They sort of really painted him in an ugly light, in an unfair light, mm-hmm. you know, in that sort of 11th hour. It was like the October surprise, the whole swift boat veterans thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I couldn't believe that Bush won that election either. And I was actually based, um, so basically the project I had worked on for um, People for the American Way was, uh, and something that's going to keep coming up again and again has in this election cycle as well, Um, which was uh, minority voter suppression and sort of um, preventing systemic efforts to suppress, like, the black and brown vote in swing states specifically. That's good. That's so awesome. Yeah, so it's super important because, not coincidentally, uh, the people whose votes were getting suppressed uh, happen to be young, black, brown, poor, um, you know, people that tend to support Democrats, surprise. Yeah. So, you know, it was not happening sort of by happenstance or by accident. There were sort of these um, entrenched efforts to disenfranchise certain portions of the electorate. Okay. So basically, we went to swing states. I was in Ohio. Okay. So basically, the saddest place to be for yeah. that election. Yeah. I was in East Cleveland. I was just going to say, were you in Cleveland? I was in Cleveland. <laughs> Um, and I went to a Kerry victory party that night, and it was pretty much the saddest place on earth. Yeah. It was really tough. And watching the concession speech, especially after, you know, I, I mean, I obviously wasn't working for the actual campaign, but we were definitely in campaign mode. You yeah. Know? We were sort of, you know, operating out of pocket in a church basement and, like, making flyers and, like, you know... <laughs> pulling this program together and sending teams of lawyers out to the polls and things like that. So it's like you hadn't slept in all these hours and that was such a disappointment and it was really tough. So let's not let like that so happen Crazy. Again. I know that definitely <laughs> can't happen again. I, well, and it won't because Jeb just dropped out.
0: Oh, thank God. I know. Thank God. Oh, um, those bushes. (laughs) Well, he kept saying, I'm not my brother. And then he had George come out and speak and stuff the other day. And I was just like, and now you're calling him, of course. Right. Um, The thing is, because I remember with John Kerry, it was interesting. Um, I mean, I was young. I was, uh, how old was I? 17. But I was, I remember I'm a very big Madonna fan. So I went to, uh, (laughs) so I remember I went to her show in Chicago and, you know, she had uh, she had voter registration booths set up all in there. And this was in July of 2004.
1: Look at Madonna. Yeah, I know. Madonna. She's great.
0: And then, like, Michael Moore was there because she okay. did do a show in Michigan. That's why I went to Chicago. Um, she didn't do a Michigan show. And so she was like, Michael Moore's here tonight. And she was just like, you know, I just love this man's work and, like, all this stuff. And, she, you know, she set up all the voter registration booths and then um, and wore, like, a John Kerry shirt. And then uh, – because that whole tour, she would have, like, shirts that said, like – Uh, Italians, you know, do it better. Midwesterners do it better. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she said, like, she wore a shirt that said Democrats do it better. And... um, Which is true. Which is true. And then uh, she... (laughs) And then, you know, that whole... That night and that whole tour was, you know, a little documentary called... uh, um, Called... I'm Going to Tell You a Secret. And when I watched it, it was very bizarre because... Not bizarre, but it's shocking to see people come out of a concert and talk to the cameras and say, I didn't know I was going to a democratic, um, a political democratic convention. You know, like I came to see a rock concert. Like so many people were so angry about it. And um, Michael Moore talked and he's like, yeah, you know, people started booing me and Madonna really stuck her neck out there for me and like really appreciate that. And like, it was just so crazy. Um, In Chicago, people were so angry that she bought politics into her, into her...
1: I mean, you know. art and politics have always gone together. Always, her so. videos
0: were her videos were I, I thought to be fantastic. One of them had gotten banned on MTV in two thousand and two, no two thousand and three. Or four. It was, like, that same year called American Life because it had images of Saddam Hussein and George Bush, like, people who looked like them, like, sharing a cigar and shit and, like, hanging out. And right. And then, like, so it was a very political um, video and, like,
1: it got banned. I for, mean, fuck, everything she's ever done has been political. I know. So if you go to a Madonna concert, expect you, yeah,
0: you have to expect you it. You clearly
1: don't really love Madonna. Uh, I know.
0: Exactly. Um, but anyway, so, okay, so you went to, so you did all that fantastic work, um, which I just love. You're, like, my idol. Um, so what prompted the switch or, or did you realize like I, I can have a voice if I go this route and there's a lot of important
1: things to say or what was the switch? What prompted your move and your switch to entertainment? Yeah. So when I moved out here, I, entertainment still wasn't even on the radar. Mm. I had, um, a couple, um, business relationships that would bring me out to LA often, uh, when I still lived in DC. And so I was, like, a client, and they would fly me out here, and I, like, I just ended up falling in love with Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, um, some of the, like, the first places I stayed were over on the west side, like, in Venice, and I just was, like, blown. Because D.C. as a city is very, while politically liberal, I mean, I went 98% for Obama. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's not lie to ourselves. The people that live there are young Democrats for the most part. Educated, you know, whatever, urban population. But, um... It's uptight. <laughs> it's really <laughs> uptight. Like, you know, I I describe the city as very like beige. Sure and navy blue. Every time I picture it, it's beige. And, like, it's gray. green and the sky is gray
0: and yeah. yeah,
1: and like that, like even I feel like I would wear like colorful outfits there and people would think you're like a lunatic. Like, I don't know, it's just weird. But that There's, is why because
0: they're mentally trained. They've watched politicians for years and so they just think you wear a classic suit. You wear a traditional it's, it's yeah. It's very
1: traditional.
0: And they understand you can't take... It's a city where you can't necessarily take risks, right? Because you might, like... Yeah. In a way. It doesn't matter how liberal you are. You still want to kind of, like, upset. Rub anyone. Yeah, Yeah,
1: right. So you're just kind of, you know, in the mold that exists. And that's not me. Yeah.
0: I know. You're always, like, so fun. The first time I saw you, you always look,
1: like, coordinated colors, outfits. Uh, Like, great. But just, like, I don't know. Just even personality. It's very restrained and very, um... People, like, it's... uh, uh, people are holding back a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? It's more buttoned up. And I just, what I loved about Venice and California and, Los you know, LA, it was just like, it was the opposite. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> whoa, this is a whole other thing. And it was February and like, much I like know. now it's gorgeous outside uh, with no is this your year anniversary or two year anniversary oh no that, that's just like the first time I like came out oh, here oh okay sorry. I've been here for six years oh okay I didn't so know I've that I've been here for that's a while that's right you said well before you did enter okay. right so you know I, I was just basically uh, I felt in love and yeah. I was, was trying to figure out a way to get myself here permanently and my best friend was an actor in New York he decided he wanted to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. So, and then I had just lost my job in the, fin- it was, like, financial crisis. Right. 2008. Yes. Um, it was when all the shit was hitting the fan. Yes. Uh, I feel like John McCain just suspended his campaign because, mm-hmm. like, the t- going got tough. I don't know. Do you remember that? When yes, he just, I do. Yeah, that's, like, really what I think wanted for Obama. So it was, like, happening during that whole financial meltdown. Lost my job. Um Mike was, my friend was moving from New York to, he's like, I'm going to drive through DC to say goodbye to you, and I was like, I'm coming with you, so I came out here, I drove out here with him, I kind of got myself a little set up, went back, moved, and then was out a couple months later, so it all sort of happened like that, and I was still working in politics, I was focusing on California politics, and um, started doing comedy by accident, and I do think I realized at a certain point, like, oh, I can use this as a vehicle yeah. to... still do what to you to want to effect do. To still fact change and yeah. still talk about the things that I feel are so important. You're a fantastic writer. It. It's, oh, so, it's
0: so amazing, like, that, you know, you just fell into it because your writing, like, blows my mind. You, well, I've always been a writer,
1: you know, but yeah. I just never, um, never even thought it a possibility to, like, make writing a career or, you know... To write about things that weren't necessarily like I wrote a lot of grant proposals and things to get money for organizations and uh, you know just marketing type yeah. thing. So I've always been a writer, but I never thought about writing stuff from my own voice or expressing myself in that way. So comedy kind of gave me the platform to do that, and now we're here. I yeah, don't know, it just kind of happened. No, I yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of you, and I'm
0: I'm so glad that you are doing the things you're doing. Bad news is such a great idea. I hope you definitely continue with that. Um and you know they mentioned I just did that show with you last week and somebody mentioned um your writing group that I still uh, do you still do it? Yes. Cuz I want to come. Now oh that I God. can come Wednesdays. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Please um, come. Please she come. does you know you do an all female, you know, writing group which again is yay, women supporting women. Um and it's called Clitorati, which I just love. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Um and I uh well, again, it yeah, comes, just it do comes that. back
1: to women supporting women. Yes. I really, you know, I've kind of seen a lot in the last three years in terms of how this industry is structured. And, like, p- politics is its own set of sexist um, problems sure. and things. Um, but fuck comedy. Fuck really. comedy. Yeah. When they, and I guess remember, what? There yeah. is no HR department. Like yeah, for Exactly. Us go, there's, there's no, no HR. Fuck.
0: Exactly. I say that all the time. Yeah. There's like, no... Where's my HR department? Yes. And I feel like an asshole sometimes when I bitch and I say, like, no, like... It was very, when I first, I never realized I was a woman and that sounds a weird, like a weird thing to say. Yeah. But I never felt like I was held back from anything until I decided to do this, to do comedy. Um, I think because I just always have had so many male friends that like, I just was always along with them. So I didn't think to myself like, oh, well, so then when I started doing comedy, I, I I noticed it after doing comedy. I noticed it in other realms of my life. Like when I was a bartender and, you know, men would all of a sudden be like, here, let me, uh, you know, change that keg for you. Or like, try to like, and I'd be like, oh, I got it. And I could lift a keg by myself. You right, know what I mean? Like, I right. started to notice that they'd, they'd give different treatment to the girls. Like, well, let's have the guy on the big, you know, shift with a lot of unpacking of the boxes and the deliveries and stuff. And it's like, why why can't I do it? You know what I mean? Like...
1: I like these shifts, you know. Oh yeah, that's so, where my feminism ends. I'm like, you want to lift boxes?
0: Just, <laughs> you're like, you know? <laughs> I wasn't built for that, ah. but no, like, um, <clears throat> I'm
1: kidding, sort of. Uh,
0: but, well, it, it was just the idea of they assume we must, you know what I mean? And that's when I started to notice. But but I didn't even notice that until I started comedy. Right. And when I started and then comedy in other parts of your yes, life. Yes, And then I and noticed it, like dial oh, into oh, it more. yeah, right. yeah. Like with comedy, um, it was. It's a very difficult in the entertainment industry in general, but comedy especially. I remember when I, you know, was first getting into it, and I would read books and stuff, and people would say like, "Oh, it's a, it's a boys' club. It's a boys' club," and I didn't. That didn't. It didn't occur to me. You're like, to yeah, me. I hang out with guys all the time. It's cool. Yeah. Lines. I'm like, what, so what do you I mean? No like, yeah. Oh, there's so there's less women. Okay. Okay. Big deal. Cool. Got it. And then, you know, then I then certain things started to happen. Like I just like I would go on the road and I'd be driving alone to like you know the middle of nowhere, and one t- and like one time I performed with another chick. And the venues were like, we've never had two women. We hardly ever even have women. And I'm like, okay, this is where the rest of the country is where it's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. They never see female comics. And then some were coming up to me and saying, I usually hate female comics. And these were always women Women. saying this to me, Mm -hmm. of course. And they're like, uh, you know, because it's always the same old thing, same old thing. And I'm like, dude, but please don't even say that because you know how hard it is for them to even get on stage and tell jokes? Right. Um, But... I was like, holy shit, this is weird. Like, this is not the norm. Especially two women, people were like, we went to three clubs on that little trek, and they, every time, were like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um, and then here in LA, I started to notice that because I wasn't uh, sleeping with the, you know, men in charge yeah, right, with right. the booker, I wasn't getting to do the good shows. And I would beg, beg, beg. Bag bag bag. And you're funny as fuck. And fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, I've just gotten to that point. Well, thank you for that. But it just got to that point where I was like, I'm going to go on the road more and develop. And I went on the road a ton because I couldn't. There was nothing for me to do. I
1: couldn't where, get where on Where do you shows. think sexism is worse? Like, here in LA or you think it's worse on the road? Or just different?
0: Now I'm interviewing you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... No, do you know what? I think it's... um. I think the reason that it feels okay. difficult in LA is because... In order to make it in entertainment as a woman, because it's a very male, it's a very male-dominated field, right? right. Same with politics. So you, you were talking about that. Those are two very the sucker for ma- you know what I mean. For serious, you are you <laughs> totally are masochist. There's like two, um, both are very male-dominated. So so I th- I feel like L A. The reason that it feels so bad here is because every other job across the country, if you know, if a woman wants to work in the... Be a shop foreman, she she can probably do it. She's probably a little tough, but she can do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, I think most jobs out there, you know, of course there's that, like, oh, you have a male secretary. I'm sure that happens, too, where people sure. are, like, you know, they're going to hire the woman before the man to be the secretary. Um, but... Uh, I think it's so bad here because entertainment is so male-dominated. Well, right. I think we're constantly having
1: to prove ourselves, prove ourselves, prove ourselves. And, oh, it's
0: in the dollars. What Female movies don't make as much money. Right. Because there's not that much to fucking compare it to. And because you put a lot less money into advertising it, to promoting it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Self-fulfilling prophecy, which
0: is why the week like you know, movies like Sisters comes out, and I'm just like, uh. and it's the same week. I know it's like, uh, but it's also the same week that um, Star Wars came out.
1: Oh, and right. So, so I, it's not so setting it up for any amount of success. Yeah, exactly. Unless and they I, thought it would be like, girls don't like Star Wars, and they'll go see this instead. but Maybe I don't even think that's true. Like, I just they they ended up pushing
0: it so much, and they I saw Amy and Tina on. Sh- date like talk show in the morning after morning talk show after morning talk show pushing this, and they were very funny about it. Amy Puller's was like, Yeah, we're you know, we're opening against a little small independent film called Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, she's right. like, uh, and so I they was like, they, They're and I was like, They are really pushing it, and I feel like they called in every favor. And that weekend, it was you know, the over Christmas, I was like. To my wife's family, I was like, well, I'm, I don't want to see Star Wars yet till it dies down. I, if we're going to go see a movie and put our money into anything, let's put it into sisters. I'm like, granted, I know it's not, you know, probably going to be like the greatest thing because most modern comedies now are just awful. Um, but <laughs> let's go see a lighthearted movie and support women in film because it's right. You got to fucking do it. You do.
1: Yeah. And again, it's putting, putting your money where your mouth is yeah. to really support the women, women and film yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, I, you know, I think it's funny. Uh, I guess I haven't really thought about this, but I think I'm attracted to sort of fields like that. Yeah. and Male-dominated ones, yeah. yeah. And I think it's because... I've often been told I have like a like a male energy, like sure. like, like in a and I don't I, I don't even know what that means. I guess it means like I'm assertive and aggressive and, and I and confident. A shit. Do you know
0: what it is? Also, you're confident and that, how sick oh, is that? Those four qualities. Why are those we male? Said, why are those, why are those male, male traits? Yes, it's disgusting. Why? But I think that in that some way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. This
1: dude just heard us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not a male <laughs> <laughs>
1: so like I think I am attracted in some ways to fields like that where. I'm like, fuck it. Like I'll double down. I can hang. I can do everything that you can do and probably do it better. So I love it. Let's do this. Yeah. But I mean the whole clitorati thing was born out of me being in male all male writers' rooms where I wasn't being heard, where I wasn't being taken seriously. And I would say something, and then five that would be, you know, no, that'll never work, we don't like that. Yeah, exactly. And then five fucking minutes later, a man, someone says the, the exact, exact, exact same, same fucking thing. thing, Yes, and it's brilliant, and it's the best idea they've ever heard, and let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And I'm like, you know, sitting there just fantasizing, like, well, what would it be like to be in a, a writer's room Full of all women and maybe one do. Yeah. How
0: about we write down our ideas and everyone reads them blindly and then oh
1: look who wins right. probably the woman or you or like at you least own. you have a fair shot at exactly it. you know what I mean were my ideas always the best no but were they often shot down because I for they did do, they don't know in appendage? yeah yeah they don't know why <laughs> air quotes uh, there's just something about it uh, you know so I think that um, sh- good things can come from. Uh, The the shitty struggle that's the positions that you're put in as a woman in Hollywood. So, like, for example, Clitorati came out of that because I'm like, well, fuck it. I don't need to wonder what that would be like. I'm just going to make it happen. Let's have a writer's room full of all women. Of all women. And give everyone an equal uh, shot, an equal voice, and, you know, time to develop and time to test ideas out in a judgment-free zone. Uh, that's like constructive and supportive, but constructive honest and supportive and honest. Yes, absolutely. You know, we don't need to, I mean, I don't think as women in this industry, we need, we should be wasting our time blowing smoke up each other's ass. Exactly.
0: And that's what you see all the time at the yeah. clubs is these girls being like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Um, I just like, Oh uh, no. How about you just come up and be like, Oh dude, I really like that bit. Um, and then she's the other one says, I really liked that one. Cool. Like, thanks. Like it can't be like, that's the way the guys do it you know what I right. mean like why do we have to hey
1: here's a tag yeah here's a tag Would or you, hey have you ever thought about trying this yeah like guys will help each other make their comedy stronger whether it's in a formal setting or not yeah and so I don't know I think because there are less spots and uh you know more women competing for those spots than
0: well it's almost like I feel like it's like okay you support way, each other it's exactly it's almost in like the minority sense where it's like, oh here we go, another Indian comic doing the Indian accent, another black comic talking about being black, another Asian comic doing their parents' accent, or, like, in that in that same, like, the way that people are like, oh, I feel like they go, oh, it's just another female comic. They lump us in the same minority group and assume our comedy is all the same based on the fact right. that we even are... even though
1: somehow we're 51% of the population. Exactly. And incredibly and diverse exactly. in our perspectives and our that's thinking what I mean. and how we view the world. exactly. And- so yeah, just to sort of, wave, you know, shake, wave off women as like one sort of monolithic, one sort of like type, oh, oh, it's a it's in comedy. Like it's going to be
0: all the same. It's going to be all the same. Just like this is all the same. No, it's not. First of all, nobody, everybody has different experiences. Everybody has a different voice, and every every Asian comic who has a does their parents' accent, isn't the same comic either. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like I I happen to fucking... God, I, a great comic, Michael Yo. I just saw his act. Yeah. I think he's so goddamn funny. And so I also know my friend Sean is Blasian and has Blasian jokes. They're completely different human beings. Right,
1: because they're... And they've had completely probably different experiences. Yeah.
0: You know? And so I feel like people do that to women. I think we're lumped together. Like, we're going to be the same know you and with we're not. People not when we get on stage. Yes. are like,
1: what is this? I think. You know, because in fairness to the audience, they don't see it as much. Yeah. Right? So one of the few... Shots, you're, you're up there. People take a minute to even process it's true. what the fuck is happening. What is, sh- you know, they don't even know what to do with you yep. necessarily from the jump. So you're already starting at like a yep. different place than a dude is, right? You may already have to like be digging because people, you know, people bring their misconceptions or perceptions or whatever to that seat. They in do, the club. they do. So I think you're already as a woman performing. You're already battling maybe a certain set of assumptions, preconceived notions that people bring to the table,
0: and the appearance, and appearance prejudice. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like if a, a dude walking up with a goofy, back, like a like a guy with right. like a like a giant nose who walks up and breaks the ice with a, j- a joke about his giant nose. Right. Ha ha ha. Oh, he's so cute. A girl, like, walks up with a giant nose, and that's all people can think about. And it's just, like... And they just go, I don't like her. I don't know what's with her huge schnoz. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, how they are to we? It's yeah. terrible. We... We... There's, a, there's a, so many more battles and um little uh, hiccups in the journey that we have to rise through. We have well, to fight just other
1: that. shit that we have to think about. Yeah. It's like the Grace Kelly quote about, about dancing doing everything backwards and high heels or whatever. Yeah. It's true. It is true. It really is true because I can't just roll out of bed and go to the club like not wash my face, not brush my teeth and just like do a set.
0: Yeah, exactly. People will be like are, are you, you People yeah, people be like, like, are you depressed? Yeah, you're suicidal,
1: should I call someone? <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean, and yes. like a guy can totally do that in, a, in their shitty hoodie and the you know clothes they slept in last night, and nobody will even blink. People will be like, "He's so relatable." Oh my I, God, God. I know he's so, so relatable. relatable. <laughs> um, for I just want to say really quick, um, because we're
0: starting to run short on time. That, um, you know, you started that writers group and you've done all these things. The first place I met you, of course, was. A fantastic show, Mikey and Teddy oh, Comedy right. Hour. Yay, Mikey and Teddy, we love you. A strong woman had to turn to the gay men. <laughs> it's always the gay men who will be like, "Yes, come to our show." Yeah, because they're not threatened by a strong woman. And I right. think a lot of times men can be and intimidated. In fact, I think and they, they respect it. They do respect it. So that's kind of. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> that I, of course, met you there. Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, you, it, that is exactly how it is. You know how hard we have to fight to get on the elite shows. Like people don't even understand
1: it. No, for sure. You know. So, and uh I'm so thankful I, I did meet either. And every time I see like a uh a woman comic that has something to say that's like, you know, clearly put the work in, clearly doing the writing, doing the stage time, you know, you can tell and I respect that in other people and so I glom onto them and then yeah. you can't get rid of me. Exactly. And that's <laughs> with me and have
0: <laughs> Well, that's how I feel like with <laughs> you too
1: because I was just like so obsessed with you.
0: You're such a good writer and just I mean, your your whole persona is great. Um so um, thank you so much for doing this. Oh my God. Thank you so much for I feel like I could have picked me. your brain for like three more hours. So maybe one day you'll just have to come back again after the I would, election. I would we love that. Like, after a post-election debrief. Post-election debrief. debrief Miss um,
1: Hillary Clinton. Miss, Miss yeah.
0: President. Miss H, yeah. Ma- Madame President. Madam
1: <laughs> um, I love that.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. And so last, uh, one more thing. You know, quick plug: your show at um, Acme last Saturday, Bad News Saturday, Live, Bad last, news Saturday live last
1: Saturday of the month, and uh, doors open seven thirty. Doors correct? open at seven thirty. It is a free, free show. It's crazy. We're making a TV show. People come out yes. and have a good time, <laughs> laugh about politics. Otherwise, you might just cry.
0: Yes. Thank you so <laughs> much, Julianne yeah. Simmons. All Thank right. you.
1: Thanks, other.